and hallelujah. It's very, very important for us to take note of it is not the weight that we generate that pleases God. It is the right buttons that you press that makes it work. So it, when he says it's not by might, it is not by power, but it is by the Spirit of God, it means your human nature and your human abilities don't count in your walk with God. But you need to keep that nature in tune with God because of the eyes of men who may want to see Christ in you. Amen. Uh, I'm not a musician, but I'm a music man. There are two different things. I like the way we praise God in Nigeria. The songs are very short. When you come here, you need an extra brain to understand what we are singing. When I say here, it's not the church in Ghana. When somebody composes a song to be sung, you need to listen over and over again to pick it. But one or two lines is enough to generate an earthquake in the meeting. So when I saw those two things, amen, hallelujah, amen. And then when the Jews are heavy praising God, it is praise the Lord for his good and in mercy and joy forever. To me, it doesn't mean anything. But that is what moves God. Amen. Amen. So when a song is going on, if you cannot pick the words, just pick the chorus. You understand? Now, when they are saying all the words, just be watching them. When it gets to chorus, get inside. It's like going to the beach and you see people using this, um, I don't know how they call it. The serving board, yeah. They wait for the waves to build up. They enter into it and then they are gone. But if because you don't really know how to sing the song, you are waiting and watching, no, there must be a part of the song that pleases you. Let me give you this story and then I'll start my teaching. One painter was working and singing. And the song he was singing, he didn't know the song very well. But he knew the last part. Oh, Lord. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, so he would sing that in, anyhow. And then when he would get to, oh, Lord, it comes with him. Oh, Lord. So if that's the one you know, God knows that your heart is there. Praise God. But as of sometimes bring that baja also so that we can, some of us can dance. You know this thing now. Praise God. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord is good. We give you praise, O Lord. We thank you. For you are very faithful. Very, very faithful. I want to share a little from something that's very common to all of us. We know it so much, but we'll have to touch it. Amen. Um, power over nature. When a person dies and the person certified dead, in most cases, the next place of visit 
is a mug. And then what it takes for the person to be described as a human being are removed from a system. That person becomes carcass. A funu. My greatest challenge in this land is not the economy. It is the way we worship a funu. The person while alive never saw AC. But in death, he goes into the deepest part of cold. He is kept and money is spent on him. Heavy billboards are raised all over the place. Even when they are there for 10 years, we raise, we raise billboards to fondly remembered. 10 years. Fondly remembered. But nobody took off their family. But the person is fondly remembered. There is what we do with cops that I don't understand. Right from my days in the village till now, I've tried. I've fought. I fought when I was an unbeliever. But now if I do something, you say you are a pastor. So I've kept quiet. Spend money on a dead body. Somebody is sick in the house, there is no money for that person. Let the person die. There will be money will flow from anywhere. Because somebody wants to merchandise the thing and make money from it. But there is something about life. Death is not just about you as a human being breathing your last. But things about your life could also die. Your business could die. Your mind could die. That you are not able to sit down to evaluate things, appreciate issues, and come up with ideas. It's barren, dead. Things about our lives can die. But the good news is this. Whilst naturally a thing that is dead will not come back to life, except by divine arrangement, there's a power that we have over dead, death and dead situations in our lives. That you don't just give up on an issue in your life that appears to have been aborted. Anytime you enter into a business, you move a little and then you go back. You begin to wonder, you know, we just get ourselves locked up in a room. That room is called Satan. Me fear for near year me. Me fear about you for and near year me. They are very stupid. Why should they wait for you to get old before they start doing you? They, are, they would have finished you a long time ago. Now some of us, even though we are Christians, go to the extent of pointing fingers at our mothers. That your mother is a witch. That woman had every opportunity to have sat on your head the day you were born. Or she could have closed up when you were coming. She didn't do it. Fed you. Took care of you for years. And now that you are prospering, you don't have any business to do with her. And then suddenly, because you have broken the fence, the serpent begins to bite. 
and your money begins to go away, your business is dying. You are getting poorer and poorer, and then you remember that your mother is a witch. Now, because it's a witch that is in, in, involved in your situation, there's nothing you can do about it. So you resign yourself to fate. It's not my fault. I've done all I know to do. But because of these people, I want you to understand something that the day you came to Jesus Christ, you entered into a lodge where Christ is ahead. And he cares for his own people. He loves them so much. And he watches over every one person within that enclosure. And he is able to secure you even when you don't know what is happening around you. He takes so much delight in your success that even when you are making mistakes, he comes in there to help you. So you are not of that old order that you should give, just lift up your hands in desperation and say it's finished. I am finished. It shouldn't be like that. So one would say that even there's a natural thing that things one day may want to die, it is also the truth that you can always overcome these things. Jesus did. If he did, then it was an example for us. I'm not going to go into the final day when you will be resurrecting. I don't want to go there. That's not what I'm going to. I'm talking about your power over nature. What has been accepted as the norm People are comfortable with it. Your understanding and insight and your fellowship with the Holy Ghost will make you know that you can come out of that situation without any hindrance from anywhere. I want to provoke you this morning to a point of anger, not against your fellow, against your spouse, but against your lack of understanding of the, what you carry lack of understanding of the power that you do what you can my people go into captivity not because of their height or their size but for lack of knowledge not that they don't know but they don't know that they know they don't know that they know that the knowledge can turn things around so he has a form of knowledge but it's not a kind that's operational he can rattle the scriptures, but they're not working for him. Just like one man of God says one day, he said, we have, we, have, we have talked about the word, the word, the word, it's not working. So now it's time for deliverance. And I said, what is deliverance? When the word of God enters into a man, it turns him around. There's a revolution that takes place in the man. That's deliverance. It is not a pushing down of people. And twisting the necks and head of people. It is not in people shouting. If you are a pastor who is marking anointing from the standpoint of how many people are falling down, you will be disappointed. Because there are people who want to help you to know that you are anointed when they know you are not. No, we have met some of these things over and over again. You are praying for people on the healing line. And then somebody somewhere at the back there begins to fall and fall and fall and fall. You ask the person why? He said, I don't know. I've told you one day I was doing a program in Obuasi and people were falling. So I, on a particular day, I told the pastor, I said, sir, today nobody holds anybody who is falling. Wherever it is of God, you will not be wounded. And then nobody carries any clothes here to cover any woman. You want to fall? 
fall. That evening, nobody tried to. Nobody said they didn't fall. They didn't even try. There was no sign at all. It's not because I don't believe it. No, I do. But if you are not careful, they organize you. They will do what? Organize you. So it is not how many people are falling or how many develop goose pimples that shows that you have the grace with you. The word of God went enters into a man. There and then it may not appear to be doing anything, but it surely is going to work one day. It may be one week, can you be one year? He will come to himself and remember the word. It will be knocking on the heart of his uh, the door of his heart. And when he opens himself to it, something happens. That's deliverance. Amen. That's deliverance. So I, I want us to pay particular attention to God's word. That is what makes us who we are expected to be and then puts us on top. Everything that is dead in your life must come back to life by understanding of what you carry. Romans chapter 8 and verses 10 and 11. Can we, somebody read that one for us? Give the microphone before I go to read something from Matthew and then we close. Hey, wonderful. <laughs> Power over death. That's the resurrection. Yes, I'm waiting for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. It says, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of what? Sin. sin. Yes. But the spirit is life because the, of righteousness. The spirit is what? Life. Is it life? Is that what is there? Yes. Good. Because of what? Righteousness. Good. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the if dead... If the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead... Dwells in you. Dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead... It is not you, but he who raised Christ from the dead... Will also give life to your mortal He will body. also give life. He will quicken your mortal bodies. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Not through anything that you know or have. Because he has indicated what we must have. Christ is in you. So sin is dead because you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus Christ dwells in you, lives in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead shall also by that same spirit quicken your mortal bodies. It is the work of the spirit of God under the banner of God's mercy and love. That things that appear to be dead around us now begin to take life. And it comes by understanding what you know. You don't know anything yet until understanding comes into it. You don't know anything yet until there's understanding of that thing that you say you know. Understanding in my simple understanding is standing under to see what is inside. That's my simple understanding. You stand under it to see what is inside. When you see what is inside, you will know what to do. It comes by meditation. The word of God has the power to work. It comes by knowing that you know. That you know. That you know. That's what happens. 
if the spirit of the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, then you have the capacity to enjoy the resurrection of every dead situation around your life. It is by the spirit of God. He did not just conquer death, but he conquered where the dead go to. <laughs> he didn't just conquer death. He conquered where the death go to. He took captivity captive. So there was no one to take captive again. So you can be free. But we have come to accept certain things as tradition. As what? Tradition. The boy or the girl is not doing well in school. And when you want to say you were like that, you see, that you were like that, I'm very careful with it. I'm careful. And most times I don't want to say what I know. Why? Because that dispensation was different from the one I'm in now. The dispensation in which your pastor was born was different from what he is now giving birth to his children. They came to meet a Christian father, a practicing Christian father. He came to meet someone who had a degree in testing wine to know whether they were hot or cold. That's why he came to meet. Thank God that he didn't stay long before the father changed. You understand? So, so I see everything that I see about Josiah. I see everything. For almost all the things. When it's happening, I look at him. I look at them. I look at the two of them. I just smile. But you see, I should not say that 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 is how it's supposed to be. No. You are wiser now, or you are wise now. Then you were not, but now you are. I only enjoy myself watching them. That's all. I just enjoy myself watching them. But there is an atmosphere, an environment, a kind of insight and understanding that turns those things around for good. Those things were not there before. Dr. Amwa met me one day in Nigeria and then he said, God gave you a mouth for his praise and you are always using it for politics. Always arguing. Always arguing. 
He said, but God will take back what he gave to you. I said, eh? Take back like I said, he will take it to use it. I said, okay, I hear you. Well, I didn't know that he was busy about it with some other friends. One of them very close to me, but I didn't know they were gossiping about me. It was a good gossip. Now, when I came to Christ, those things that the enemy was taking advantage of, the Lord took it because he gave those things to me. He took those things to turn them around. So, don't become traditionally minded. This is how it was. Your father was like this. And that's how you are supposed to be now. So it's not it's natural. Don't do anything about it. It's a lie. That is captivity. Um, there's a word you guys use in your music and all that. Something, something. When you, they when they repackage, when they repackage a song. No, there's one. Eh? No, 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 no. Not rendition. That's too big a word. That one is very, very simple. Oh, when you remember, tell me. When a dumb man dreams, somebody should interpret the thing for him. It mustn't die. will be here. He takes over and tune it. He tunes that one into its original intent and purpose. So don't say that this is how it's supposed to be. That's fatality. It's fatalism. This is how it's supposed to be. So if it's like that, it does nothing wrong. It's normal. It's a lie. It's what? A lie. Jesus had understanding. So when he says it is finished, he was not saying that his life had finished. The assignment he came for, the price he had to pay, had been paid but the assignment would produce further assignment which is what we are privileged of God to be carrying through but the price to pay was gone before he made that statement he has said they will kill me but I will rise again on the third day that was what was going to happen what word goes ahead of you determines what dies and what is direct in your life. The word that goes ahead of you. The word that goes ahead of you. When the service one day and then the bishop, the man of God at the station there, made a statement. He came. He said, it shall be happening but you will not be a victim. You will not be a victim. Nobody knew what he was talking about. You will not be a victim. Said on Sunday, within the week, Muslims rose. And they were killing here and there. But a word had gone ahead of us. When he spoke those words, he was not even aware of what he was talking about. Something has gone ahead of you. God said, these people, I have formed them for myself. They will show forth what? My praise, not my shame. So it is not in the interest of God for anything to die around you. 
But you have the right and the strength and the power, the authority from heaven to deal with those situations. I don't know what is dead around you, but the reason why the message is going to be very short is that you have to pray today. You know, sometimes those people, those who like football, when you ask them, they will tell you, if you ask Amos like this, he'll be able to tell you what it means to be ball watching. He said the goalkeeper was caught ball what? watching. He was just watching the ball like this and he went to the post. Why couldn't he move? He was mesmerized by the movement of the ball. So he was rather appreciating the movement and did not defend the goalpost. And that's what happens to you when you watch. Watch should not be watched. It dies and dies and dies and dies and dies. Don't watch it. You have the authority from heaven to say stop. No more. And when you say so, heavens back up what you are saying. Don't watch those things. That it happened to your parents doesn't mean it should happen to you. At all. Otherwise, you are not an addition. You are a minus. You should be an addition. Over and above your parents. Not a minus. If there is something good that came from your parents, great. You bask in that one. But know what you know is a weakness or a fault. You don't watch. You don't watch your academic life run down like that when you have the capacity to turn it around. French, I don't like that one. I don't like it. So when somebody wants to call mama and he say, Ma, another person begins to vomit because he thinks it is mathematics he's talking about. Who told you that you can't master it? Who told you? I've had this opinion long before I got born again. That the first person who came up with any, any, any discipline, nobody taught him. Who taught him? So why must it come to your turn and you say you can't do it? And now that you are a Christian, you still say you can't do it. I, I, I will pass everything. But this mathematics, this mathematics, this mathematics, those who are reading math, do they have two heads? It is your decision to overcome a thing that I'm not going to watch this thing to confuse me again. Do you know that the academic life and the entire life of Pastor Jesh would have been granted because of mathematics? Because of mathematics. And now just with the first degree, people are looking for him to come and teach them Greek. His life was going to be, would have been ruined by mathematics. Because those who are teaching mathematics have put something around mathematics that makes it an impossible area. They want to make sure that you put the fear of mathematics inside you. What is, what is, what is it? What is one plus one? That one they say one plus one, suddenly you lose your you lose your, your, your balance. 
Say one plus one, one plus one, one plus six. When I want to confuse people, I give them psalms to answer. Two plus two times two minus six. Quick! In class two. In primary two. That is what you were doing to us. Primary two. It, it was like tea. Early morning hot tea. It's mental. Just from the parade, you go in there. And the man is holding a stick like this. Everybody's crying in the room. It's because of fear. But because some of us decided to master it, up to this day that we are talking, what you use calculator to check, I pick it very fast. When you had the 100, 100 plus 60, you now go and carry calculator. That's minus. But we look at it. We break it down. If it's a long long thing, you break it down. Three, you add this one, add this one, add this one, add this one. And before you know, we'll give you the answer. Because we're able to overcome that stupidity. What you watch will always swallow you up. But what you resist will flee from you. What you do, what? What you resist. It's a resist. It's not only the devil you resist. Everything that is not working for you, you resist it. Open your mouth wide and speak. Speak. No. Charge that thing. You are not going to be like this in my life. I end your reign in my life here. It will never go to my children. We've prayed some of those prayers before. Cutting the ancestral cord. Cutting the bloodline thing. Whatever is not working right must not cross me and go to my children. It shouldn't happen. You are power over nature. That is an element of resurrection. I have been dead, but now I won't let anybody die. How can a dead man say I won't let anybody die? The dead man must rise first. You see, now nobody is dying. So when Jesus came into your life, you rose again. Sin was overpowered. The Holy Ghost became the central matter in your life. And it made everything possible within your reign. Everything is possible. Why? You have understanding that whatever died around you must not be allowed to rest. It should not rest. It must come back to life. Don't you see what happened in Acts chapter 9? When Dorcas died, they sent men to, to Joppa to call Peter. The neighbor said, we will not allow this woman to go. We will not. So they came with elements of her faithfulness and love for the people. All the things that she's been doing and be dashing them, they came and they were displaying that one to God and to everybody. That this one woman will not go. Ah. So I believe that God was watching from heaven. I, that's my own understanding. From heaven. And he said this majority vote cannot be ignored. It is what? Majority vote. Why is everybody praising this woman? This woman has become a praise unto me. Let her go back and go and continue her good works. 
They brought Peter and the Lord raised that woman up by the hands of Peter. They refused to let them go. Your good things, the good things God has brought your way must not be watched while dying. And you only go to report to people. They just closed my shop. It's always day. They closed my shop. They sent my children away from school. Because they say we have not paid school fees. You know you have not paid. So don't say they say. You have not paid the school fees. You have not paid it. So stop making that. That's what the issue must look at now. Why should my children be deprived of education because of money? Can't I do anything about this? Instead of going to fast and looking for power, you must, you must fast to exercise authority over things around you that are not well. Things that are dying. You must be an example. It is not your power. It's what power do you have? What power do you have? You don't have any power. Uh, you know, um, we will understand some of this I'm talking about later. Not now. I will not be tempted to say what I shouldn't say. Praise God. There is what we carry that we must become conscious of and begin to use same for our lives. So go back to that work that has nosedived and tell that work, come up. Do what? Come up. I have put God's money into you. You cannot die and let this money die. I'll put God's money inside you. Because everything that you have came from God. The little money that you came, he gave them to you. Everything. And then you invested the money, God's own money, into a business. If God was the one bodily here, would that business say I'm dying? You know, I've said something here and we laugh. I say I cannot be divorced. Yes, you can't divorce me. So I say, you have to, I'm not married again. That, that one is not happening. Inside dream, even inside dream, when it comes to your mind, say, I'm not mine again, just wake up because it don't work. Why? I've made up my mind long before I came to know Christ that I won't allow that one. But of course, God also helped me. I didn't meet people who want to kill me. <laughs> No, I didn't do I didn't I didn't mean like that. I didn't. I didn't. But I won't let this thing happen. I won't let this business go down. I cannot give up. When you say I can't give up, it means you are ready to battle to bring a change. You bring about what? A change. You are watching your children drop from position two. And then they go to six. And in your own understanding, that's, that's, that's plus. Because they are going up. They are going up. From two to six. Ah, He has jumped four places. Four places. I've told you about one small boy who came home shouting that, uh, he had, uh, that he was last. As far as he was concerned, he was the best down there. Don't watch. Don't do what? Don't watch. Jesus died and he was buried. A new tomb. You know, it's, 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 it's great to have a new tomb. That doesn't make any difference. 
you are dead. And the disciples who ran away, ran away. It was the women who stayed. All these men, they, they ran, they ran. And the women, the women hung around. You see, when you have women in church, uh, don't get offended with the men. If you get offended, it's your own business. I don't care. <laughs> when you have women, you see, when everybody gives up, the women will continue. No, I have seen that one over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. But before the men will sit down to calculate. But this thing says, it shouldn't have come to this point. And if it happened, shouldn't pastor have known that uh, somebody who have to work on this one? When we close service, why didn't he tell somebody to do it? Why should the thing be here at this time? A woman will just come there and carry the thing without asking any question. Not to God, not to any man. You will carry and go. But when they say they will make it succeed, you will need Holy Ghost time five. Holy Ghost with a fifth power to bring a change. The women stood, they were watching. We want to see where they are going to put this man. We know we cannot raise him up. But we'll just be watching him. He's our master and our Lord. That was how far they could go. And Magdalene said, that Mary said, uh, show me where he is. If you took him, bring him to me. What was she going to do with him? Carry the body to his room. And keep on loving the body, even though it was going to decay. And maybe raise an altar there and be worshipping the body. Because she loved the person. Now a person that you love, a business that you love, you don't go to worship the carcass. No. You bring it back to life. Because you love it. The child that you love, you don't watch that child to just, just, just become wayward like that. You are watching Anytime you open your mouth, me bawi, amma brego, wa mama brego. Eka ma born hupa. School fees. And your grandpa almost see free education. Exist here me born hupa. Ready or No, that is not the issue. The issue is something is happening that is stealing your joy. Something is happening that's bringing shame to you. If there's any action you have to go, it is for that purpose. That you now go separate yourself unto God. And say, Lord, this thing cannot happen. It cannot happen. I cannot lose my son. It's not in talking about and crying. It is for you to say, no. This boy must come back to life. Oh, this is time. Ah, he's not dead. He's dead. He is losing his direction in life. And when you lose your direction in life, you hit the rocks. You don't watch it. You don't complain. It is not in beating. Oh. Maybe say teacher ni ba. Ebro misan tina ebro no na meswe wamu. Until one day I almost wounded your pastor. When I was angry. So I took a vow. That's something about me. When I see something that has the intent of destroying me, I take a vow by myself. This thing will never happen again. And I've taken such vows. I can recount them, but they are not for you to know. 
it won't happen again. Why? It doesn't bring glory. So I must fight it. It is time for you to settle down somewhere and say no. Exercise your authority over the situation. Let there be a change. Don't watch it. Every man comes to greet you in the morning. They don't come in the afternoon. They don't come in the evening. And everybody say you are so beautiful. And yet nothing is happening. Don't sit down there and be crying. Tears will never save the situation. It is time for you to look for a place and go and hide somewhere. And take charge. Because they have told you that is what happens in your family. That happens to your family. That's what he told you. Grace. Not one. Born two. Born what? Born two. Now, eh. I'm a Born one. All of them, they go and come back to the house. So it's a company of divorced women. And then you are coming up as a young lady in that kind of family. And you are watching it. You are watching. And one says, Hey, remember Busha Musa. So you're wearing a jai, you're wearing a jai, you're wearing a jai. What kind of nonsense is that? Don't watch what will kill you. Wake up. Put food aside. Go and handle God. He's not responsible for what is happening to you. But you are handling him and saying like Jacob said. If you don't bless me, I won't let you go. I'm not leaving here today until I have an answer. I'm not leaving here. This situation must change. That is exercising your authority over things that are said to be that is normal if they happen to you. And you are saying, no. I am not a normal person. So normal things don't happen to me. I'm an abnormal being. By reason of my association with Christ. So I won't let any normal thing happen to me. No. It's not going to be so. I charge you this morning. That in this week, you separate yourself unto God. It's not church fasting time. I will announce a church fasting time for you before we close today. I've not told my pastor, so I'll, tell, I'll just whisper to all of them and tell you what is going to happen. Now, listen. Don't watch those things. List them one, two, three, four. Examine their history. Four generations that has been happening. He said, and saviors shall arise from Mount Zion. I'm one of the saviors to change the trend. Beyond me, this thing will never happen again. You lay down your life for the rest of the generations to come in your family. To happen again. Poverty has, has, has de devastated the family, and you are saying, No, it will happen again. I can't remember the exact amount that was needed to, to attend to Abiola's mother, but it is something very, very, very little. And the mother died, and a young man swore. That he will never allow poverty to come close to him. People don't know what is following people and pushing them. They don't know. So I will never allow poverty. At one time, many years ago, I knew he had investments in 66 nations in the world. Investments. 
And when I say investment, proper investment. Why? He wanted to change the trend. This thing they call poverty will no longer disturb anybody behind me. So I lay my life down to change the course of things. They say it's normal, it's natural in, to happen in that family. And you are saying no. It must stop today. A particular disease has been afflicting people in the family coming like that and then you sit down there and you know it is coming and you are watching it there is something that was in my dad it's called hynia it happened to some of my brothers and it was about to happen to me I was an unbeliever but somehow my grandmom chance you know just met one drug from Sweden it was bitters in a small bottle and that was what she gave to me to take and I overcame that thing to an extent so when this man was born I said to happen God help me to deal with my situation. Otherwise, by now they'll have cut me about four times. When you are with me and something's happened to you, I may not say anything to you. I may not say anything to you. But I know what I want to do. I do what I want to do. I want you today to take advantage of what you carry, the authority of Christ over death, that you will not let anything die in your life, around you, in your family. Don't say that it's not me. It doesn't matter. It is you. It is what? You. My nephew was misbehaving. I talked, I talked, no here. I said, leave him alone, let him go. When eventually he died, great inconvenience to me. I sent a message to my younger brother and I said, this death could have been avoided. He could have been avoided. I don't hear a word. When he died. So don't ever say that I don't care. You will care one day. And the care may be an unprofitable one. If I is going to drain your finances. Take away your make you make you make you wretched for a moment. Don't watch it. It doesn't matter. They don't like you. No. They don't like your Christianity. It doesn't matter. How many people like Jesus when he was around? What he had to do, he did it. So do what you have to do. Do what you have to what? Do. And let it start today. Let it start when? Today. Check your life. Your parents. Anger. This. That. That. One day, that thing will disgrace you in public. Where? Public, you can't tell anybody I inherited from my father. Are you crazy? What kind of inheritance is that one? But you know the tendency, the natural thing is that it may flow along your line. But don't forget, you carry the blood of Jesus Christ. So let that blood begin to work on your inside. And kill that anger. There's not, nothing to, to be proud about. My father used to slap people. First blow will always come from him. When you tell you, I don't like what you're doing, don't like what you're doing, and then you press on, you won't know when he will slap you. 
By the time you finish slapping you, every other part of your body is under stress. Growing up, I saw the same thing in me. We were fighting everywhere. But when Jesus came into my life, everything changed. But you see, that which was your weakness before you got born again, that is where the devil will always go to, to get you. If you are a man of anger, he will go that way. If you love women, he will go that way. If you love money, he will go that way. He wants to use that same old tricks on you. Don't watch it. Don't do what? Watch it. Fight it. Lay hands on your children. This thing will not be found in their lives. In the name of Jesus. And then address everything that needs to be addressed. Ma adia enye pia wo busem ne enma wiye e wo life. Ma entrawo enko bia ho. I was so sorry jina na bompae na okum sadia. Enshia bia ni. Enshia ni abufuom. Enshia ni ayi pesemin kumnya, pesemin kumnya ene de. Selfishness. Enshia bia ni. Set them beyond what dream I would say, Obe, Obe, out with you. You want to be very smart and cunning. Cunningness is not from God, it's from the devil. So kill that one in you and block it. Give it a permanent block. Your children and their children and their children's children. That when they remember you, Thanks be to God for our mother, our father, so and so, who laid his life down to end treachery in our lives. May the Lord God Himself bring His hand afresh upon your life and bring you to point of understanding that you carry strength. If the Spirit of the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, then He it shall be by His help. He will also by that same Spirit quickly your mortal bodies. So you lead yourself to God and say, Lord, here am I. I don't want to see this in my life again. I stand in your help and decree an end to this situation in my life and the life after. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Cancel everything that needs to be canceled in your life. Every weakness, everything that brings shame and reproach, whatever causes tears to run down your eyes, that which you don't want to even mention at any point bring them to an end today the work of your hands are not prospering nothing is working for you and you want to say Lord this is an end this is the end of it all it shall not happen again nail that thing nail it Jesus conquered and he nailed them to his cross so nail it down it won't happen again. It won't happen again. That a lady will come into your generation and will not be married. Not by choice, but because of circumstances. That a child will come to your generation and will be daft. So dull. It won't happen. Whatever causes stress should come to an end in your life. Speak concerning your spouse. 
Don't be offended because of the mistakes your spouse is making. But rather fight it. Fight it. Fight it. You have every moral right to say no. But fight it. Let it come to an end. Let it come to an end. Is there any particular trait that you see in your life that is in the children and you don't like that thing? Don't watch it. Kill those things. Take strength from God today to do the extraordinary. Dare to be different by taking a step, trusting God that His help will be available to you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we speak life to every situation in our lives. Whatever will bring disappointment and shame and reproach and failure and lamentations into our lives, we cancel them today. Every business that is represented here today, we speak life to it. That business will not die again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord is raising help for you. It is coming from every point of the corners of this earth. Coming from the winds of life. The Lord is blowing them in your direction. In the name of Jesus Christ. Where you have been lacking, help is coming your way. In Jesus mighty name. I speak strength into your heart. That you will stand and not give up. Until you see the end of the matter. You will not give up. In the name of Jesus Christ. When you stand to decree a thing, you will see it come to pass. That's God's program for your life. And to not fail. You have power over nature. You have power over what is normal. You have power over things that have been generational. And you to say to them, stop here. And they stop. You are rising higher and above where your father got to. You go beyond where your mother got to. You rise and be a new generation. And your children shall be better than you. And so the family begin to see glory and go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing shall bring you down in Jesus' mighty name. He raised you, you remain raised in the name of Jesus. Remain blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. If there's somebody here this morning who has not given his or her life to Jesus Christ, what we are talking about, you cannot enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. But you can release yourself unto him this morning. And say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to pray with such a person here this morning. It's not just coming to church and walking away. Church is no salvation. But until you are saved, there are things you cannot enjoy. You are not in God's family. You don't enjoy. You can't inherit what you don't, family you don't belong to. You don't. You are not there. You can't get up one day and say, I want you to be something. Why? Because I'm tall. And very handsome. They say, give us an idea of your lineage. And then you are standing there. Show us your family tree. You don't have. But in Christ, she can enter anywhere and exercise your authority and be there. Remain blessed in the name of Jesus Christ.